Blog Talk Radio. Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hey there, ladies and gents. Uh, Good morning out here in the West Coast, and uh, good afternoon out there in the East. Um, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. Today I have a um, real cool guest, consists of four people, um, technically the crew and the lead of this uh, New York indie drama, I like to say, because um, it's, it's, uh, it consists of an interesting story 
and mostly three characters. Or at the end, it, it becomes just two. But um, I'll tell you a little bit about the synopsis, the synopsis and so forth before we actually get to interview the producer, the director, the executive producer, and the lead actor. Um, it's called A Life for a Life. Life is unpredictable, it says. And the violence guns bring into our lives even more so. A young boy witnesses his mother getting shot and years later stumbles upon the killer, a cop who's a, who's a um, family man with a gun in his hand. Will the boy make the easy choice of revenge or the difficult choice of justice? Or will it be somewhere in between where most truths uh, live in the shades of gray? So, gray. Um, you know, a lot of things in life aren't black and white. Some people like to make it black and white. So there's a lot of gay, gray areas in every aspect of our life. And this is something that, I mean, wow, this happened to me. I wouldn't even know what to tell you right now. So um, uh, I really want to get to, to talk to these people and, and, and why they decided to make a story like this. So uh, without further ado, I got uh, the producer, Rancis, uh director, Chandra, and lead actor, Frank Doshe. Uh Good afternoon, guys. Hey, how are yeah. you? Hey, how's it going? Hey. Do we have <laughs> Anthony on as well? Um, actually, Anthony hasn't called in yet. Okay. Okay, so um, thank you guys once again. I appreciate the time. I'm excited. We've been planning this for a while now. Uh, so I just I just read somewhat of the synopsis, and I I guess uh, let me talk to you, Chandra, first. Uh, what was your idea behind this story, and why did you want to portray this story uh, for people to see all over? You know, there's so much gun violence in the society, you know, like, the, you know, like, after Sandy Hook, you know, we still haven't changed any laws. There's still so much gun violence and still so many kids, you know, getting shot intentionally and unintentionally. I just felt that, I, just, I felt very strongly about gun violence and, you know, about having gun control in our society. And that's how, that's what triggered this uh, whole movie. Okay, okay. And, and Ramses, what, what about you really thought that you wanted to support uh, this film and, you know, and as a producer wanting to make this happen? Um, I, I had seen um, Chandra's ad about uh, his next project, and I had a chance to see his prior um, project, A Step Toward Heaven, uh, and it was just really powerful, uh, very creative, very good acting, good direction, and I enjoyed his work, so... Uh, he sent me over the script, and instantly I said, you know what, I'm like stamping my, my uh, Botep logo on this. I have to get behind this film. How do I get involved? And I just like the message behind it. Um, it's based off real things that can happen in this world, and uh, the type of material that I look to get involved with are uh, real stories that can, can connect with society. Uh, so it was a no-brainer uh, jumping on board to, to work on this film with Chandra. Okay, cool. And Anthony just uh, just jumped in. Hi, Anthony. How's it going? Uh, it's good. It's good. So I, I was asking your colleagues here a little bit um, about the film and so forth. Uh, I just asked Grant what um you know what made him want to jump on board with this project. Um, so you, as the executive producer, what what made you jump on board with this with this project? Well, you know, a prime example of 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 what's going on in today's society. You know. Um, the, the elements of the movie just talk about so many different things and decisions that we make. And, 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 I mean, think about what President Obama just recently said about the fact that there's mass shootings and things going on with people that are emotionally distressed 
over mm-hmm. traumatic things that happen in their life. And those things affect affect the very fabric of today's society. So um, the, the movie, you know, unfortunately the timing couldn't be more perfect for what's happening in today's current world in the United States. You know, I'm glad that you brought up that point right there. Um, I think that we, we sometimes we have a, a bit too much liberty in this country, and therefore that's what something happens. Like, um, you know, it's, I, I've, I've never held a, a weapon in my hand, but yet I can probably go and get one and then get a license and, and so forth. And, and even though you have to renew it ever so often, I think there should be some more regulations and you know, including psychological kind of things, and that's why you say, you know, behavior, a person sometime in their life, they may be distraught or maybe going through a certain series of things, and, and they have that in their house, you know. So you know, there's, 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 society is desensitized, and it's movies mm-hmm. like this one that mm-hmm. really add a different element. You know, we watch all of these movies that, that have gun violence, but there's no real message you know this mm-hmm. this movie has a message and and it's it's above above and beyond um the gun aspect of it it's just things that happen to us that we carry throughout our entire life that we never really have closure on and a lot of this movie sheds some lights to that and and sometimes it's better to move past things and become a better person because of it okay so um you know, that you, you just mentioned something. You, you don't know what to do with this sort of situation. So this leads pretty much right into Frank. Uh, hi, Frank. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you right now? Uh, uh, I'm good. So uh, this is for you, buddy. You're the star here. Tell us how you managed, um, you know, as the actor. There's a lot of different feelings in this story, you know. Um, what what did you have to do within to, to make this final decision that you're going through throughout the whole film? Um, well, coincidentally, uh, the conflict that Jack has is uh, something that we talked about in my English class for, uh, for about a year um, because we're studying heroism. And we can look at, um, we can look at Jack as the hero or we can look at him as the villain and the only the only risk that a hero has uh, is that he will behave like the villain. And so if mm-hmm. Jack does decide to to kill somebody, uh, you know, taking law into his own hands, um, then he wouldn't he'd no longer be a hero. You know, he would become the villain, and then you know, the villain would have been successful. Mhm. Yeah. So then, exactly. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm not sure how, how long the film is. You know, I've I've, I've just I've gone on over your side and, and seen the trailer. The, the trailer is is good because it gives you um, different you know different views. It doesn't spoil the whole story because I personally don't know if you killed a guy or not. But um, you know, it 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 kind of gives you the essence and and what could happen. And I'm sure you guys are very excited. The premiere is coming up, right? July first. Yeah, July. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And it's going to be in NY. Uh, yeah. It's in, okay. Yeah, it's in New York Premier. Uh, okay, cool, cool. So, um, I know that, that there's two of the other lead actors that, that are not um here right now. But would one of you like to 
pretty much talk and say what it was to work with them and, and you know, what a good job they did portraying their characters. <laughs> Chandra, I think that's more you. Yeah. Right? Um, we've got Asha <laughs> and Natalie, you know, as the other two uh, uh, lead actors. And, uh, you know, they did a very good job along with Frank in portraying the different characters, right? They're very complex characters. You know, one is a father who uh, killed, uh, you know, a mother uh, a few years back. No, but he's a, he's a dad now. He has, a, you know, a little kid of his own. And now it's like when the guy, um, when uh, the guy whose mother he killed confronts him, you know, it's about what he's going to do, right? He's a cop now. So he has a lot. He, he's a cop. He was a cop before, too. So he has a lot more, free, you know, like, I guess I can't say freedom, but if he if he's still a bad guy, you know, like he can do a lot, you know, something worse to uh, Frank's character, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and the same thing with the mother, right? Her, the mother is even though you know, like she's a beautiful woman, she's a she was a mama and she loves a kid, but she was also in the wrong place at the wrong time and she kind of chose the wrong profession, but that doesn't you know make her a bad person in any way. So. Um, so it's like, you know, it's very complicated characters. And, of course, Frank, you know, he described his character perfectly just a few seconds back. And, you know, all these characters are very complex, and I worked with them um, in the rehearsals and uh, during the, um, you know, on the set. And these guys really, you know, bought the right stuff on board. And, you know, it, it's a very good movie. And, Frank, how was it with you to work? Too? Uh-huh, go ahead. I actually want to add something. So this is Ramfis speaking. Um, we okay. did have uh, two other child actors that did an amazing job as well. We oh, had yeah, Taylor, Taylor Dyer that played uh, uh, Kathy, um, and uh, she okay. she was remarkable. Um, during the casting stage, you know, what, what occurred is that originally we, we were having problems locking our lead, and um, Taylor was just perfect, and the boil that we were looking at all of the boils we were looking at were, were Caucasian, so we're trying to figure out how would this work? You know, how can we get Kathy um, Taylor to play Kathy uh, when we're looking at all these um, Caucasian boils? And what ended up happening was that our casting director, who's um, based out of L.A., used to work um, as a talent, with a talent manager years back, and she had recommended Otto and said he would be amazing. And at the time when she said his name, it wasn't, you know, it didn't chime right away. And I remember having a uh, creative call um, with my business partner just saying, you know, I don't see, you know, I can't find the boil. We're not finding the right person. We went through so much casting. And then I had just watched Django Unchained. And I said, hey, you know, there's this guy named Otto Asando, you know, who was recommended to me by a colleague of mine, and I just saw him in Django. So I get on the phone. I call Kimberly. I'm like, Kimberly, we have to go out after Otto. And she's like, I just told you about him the other day. And, you know, then the connection was made. And within, I would say, a matter of 24 hours, you know, he had the script. His manager loved the script, wanted him to do it, and he was pretty much a go, and we were able to get Taylor on board. Um, and it was just amazing. She did an extravagant job. I mean, Chandra, if you want to go into how it was working with Taylor. Oh, yeah, you know, like working with child actors is always, you know, difficult, especially really young actors. But these two, both Taylor and Logan, they did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. And, if, you know, once you, get it, once you get the chance to see the movie, you, I think you will agree with me when, uh, when I say that 
but Logan, he did a fantastic job as a, a, a young kid who saw his mom getting shot, right? So we mm-hmm. really showed that he loved his mom at the same time he was so... He, you can see in his eyes how traumatized he was, um, you know, after seeing his mom, you know, getting shot. So, and the way he portrayed the character was perfect. The same thing with Taylor. Taylor, uh, you know, like as a little girl, little innocent girl, you know, she did a fantastic job. I think uh, working with all the five actors was, you know, was was absolutely perfect. And how, what characteristics, because you, got, you, you mentioned, Ramfis, that, you know, you just, the actors that you were looking for casting just weren't cut in it. So obviously there was something, there was a spark that you guys were looking for um, in this forest guy. Like, what, what, what was it specifically that you were looking for in this character? Um, I mean, in, in, I, I was looking at it in terms of um, a business aspect and a creative aspect. So creatively, um, we wanted someone that had really strong range um, that can go mm-hmm. from 0 to 180 um, mm-hmm. and, still, you, and, and still not look like a hardened person. Um, so we had a specific look, and then in terms of um, the business side, we wanted someone that made sense for the film because we're raising a substantial amount of money uh, for this film, and it just had to make sense. Like our lead had to garner credibility, interest, as well as uh, make sense to our investors, and I think that's one of the reasons Anthony got involved in investing in the movie is that we had a very strong cast, um, actors that have been in theatrical releases, um, that are series regulars on TVs, that have done a great body of work. So it, it's tricky balancing the two because sometimes you can see an actor that's really great for the part, but it may not satisfy the investor. Or you may have an actor that comes in that um, is is what you want financially for the film, but they just don't quite get that. And that, that, that happened a few times with a few of the other roles where we found an actor that, you know, their resume was extensive, they really wanted to do it, but creatively it just wasn't good fit because we had to make sure that the Jacks looked alike between the seven years apart, um, mm-hmm. as well as Boyle and Kathy. So it was really tricky, you know, casting, you know, lookalikes. You know, that was one of our biggest dilemmas along the casting process. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, um, you kind of went through my next question, um, hardships in, in, in this production. Um, you know, as filmmakers, we go through maybe some technical difficulties, uh, for instance, some, sometimes in casting, maybe location scouting. There's always something that's like, like, oh, my God, can we get over this, you know? So um, did you guys encounter any of those things along the way in this production? Oh, yeah, quite a few of those. Uh, I think the first day, and Ramses can add more to it, uh, the very first day, even before we you know, uh, shot the first uh, scene in the movie, uh, our sound guy didn't show up. He was a no-show, there was no call, there was no update. So uh, it, was a, it, was, you know, it was a nightmare. So we had to get somebody immediately to replace that guy. And it took a while. Uh, I mean, we went practically every day. It was like, um, you know, like uh, it was a long shoot. Uh, and the mm-hmm. very, that's the very first hurdle we encountered. And, you know, we had to shoot in Central Park. And, you know, you, get, you do get permission to shoot in Central Park. But the problem is, you have to follow a lot of regulations and, you know, making sure, making, you know, taking care of the logistics and you know, making sure we follow those regulations and, you know, we don't, you know, uh, we don't come across further hurdles was, an, was a 
was a pretty just a lot of work, and Rafael did a pretty good job about it. Okay, and pretty much, what was the time period to to put this production together? How long did it take you guys to shoot everything and so forth? It was it was a, a three day shoot. In this shot, it's a short movie, right? So the movie mm-hmm. is only fifteen minutes long, and we shot it in three days. I, I wish, as a director, I wish I personally had more, you know, more like five or six days to shoot the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, financial regular, you know, restrictions and stuff. You know, we only had three days, yeah, you know, three days worth of budget, so we had to do what we can. Okay. So the pre-production and the post-production took longer than the actual shoot itself. <laughs> oh yeah, as always. I mean, it took, uh, I would say, about two months. Uh, okay. Yeah, and so it's, it wasn't. I mean, like again, you know, it's a lot of work. You know, we shot everything in uh, high resolution, 2K, and uh, editing it. You know, making sure you know we get all the right stuff in there, color correcting it. You know, it's it's a lot of work. So um, I think yeah, yeah, it took about two months of post, and pre-production took a while. I think we actively started doing pre-production at the end of April, and so mm-hmm. we shot the So it's about May, June, July, you know, like about three months worth of pre-production. Okay. Um, you, you mentioned something there. Um, I, I noticed in, in the trailer even itself how um, in the beginning and even in the pictures of the, the scenes goes, uh, they um they seem lighter in the beginning. You know, you see the the young uh, the young boy and the mother, and it's and it's bright in the room, and they're smiling. And then towards you know towards the meadow in the end, it gets like the images get darker. You see Boyle in, in some of the you know in some of the pictures and stuff, and there's like this, this yeah. I don't know this sense of something going on, tension. Um, yeah. You know, how did you? You know your process to getting there. How did you manage to do so? I mean, I, in a way, everything starts with the script, right? So when you when I write the script, I visualize what's happening on the screen. So and mm-hmm. when I you know work with my DP to create the shot list and to storyboard it, you know I make sure that whatever the vision I had uh, when I was writing the script is carried over into production. So once we actually get make sure that the vision is carried over. Uh, you know, the next uh, log- logistical thing to do is basically to make sure we have enough budget to cover what I want, and then how to uh, you know like then work with the AD and the producers to you know make ma- you know make sure all the logistics are covered. So that's the you know like the the the, lo- the A to Z of it, right? But the actual creative part is. You know, make, making sure all those small elements tie up, right? So when the in, when the you know mood is lighter, you know happier times, you know keep the room a little lighter, you know like have a nice airy light feel to the scene. Whereas when it's when it's when it's a darker scene, when there is a lot of tension in the room, you know make it more claustrophobic, you know like darker claustrophobic, keep them. You know, keep the two characters as tight as possible, and so on. So it's it's basically you know like um, there is the story, and then there is uh, the characters, and making sure uh, you know the the characters will carry the the picture, the shot will uh, help the characters you know build uh, the tension in the scene and carry it over into the movie. Okay. 
Uh, you know, obviously the projection was something that you guys gave it all your own, your all to, um, not only because of the money that was being put into it, you know, uh, thanks to your producers, but also, I mean, acting-wise, and, and it looks like a very well-put production. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to have that sometimes in, in the indie uh, market. But um, you guys have had several screenings since um, it's, it's been done, and uh, obviously making it four with uh, the one coming up in the Manhattan Film Festival. How, how did you guys feel, you know, just getting accepted for these uh, film festivals and, and people around the U.S. seeing your film? Oh, it's a fabulous feeling, you know. It's a, it's a great feeling to know that people are seeing the movie and they're appreciating it. That's the best thing, uh, you know, I mean, of course, monetary, monetary reasons aside, uh, you know, that's basically one of the you know, best reasons, uh, best compliments that any kind of a creative person can get, appreciation for the work. Of course. You know, so, another, thing, another thing to take note is the cinematography, you know, this, this whole thing, it was shot in New York and um, you know, the, the, there's subway scenes, there's apartment scenes, there's a very, very real uh, feeling to it where you, you, there's some relatability yes. to it. You know, you can kind of feel the stress of the tightness and the overcrowding of New York and how that can also get to you. It's, it's, it, you can almost like touch and, and taste the smells of the environment. You know, a lot of times you see things in the movies and it's, it's, it's very uh, glorified and, and, and glamoured. But this is real, but it's quality. So it's re- realistic. It's, you know, it's realism yeah. all over. Okay, you're right. Um, even in, and obviously in, in big Hollywood productions that we like to call, yeah, there's there's always a sense of uh, unrealistic scenarios, and you're like, well, I don't think that would really happen. <laughs> I don't think that really looks <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> But I, I understand, and obviously for us that haven't seen it, I, I really wish I could make it out there, guys, um, and, and see this. But I'm sure that you guys will be bringing it out here to L.A. or maybe by Miami uh, pretty soon. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's in the works. Those... It's in the works. It's in the works? All right, all right. Yep. So I'm going to be in L.A. for a couple for a couple more weeks. If not, I'll be in Miami, you know, you know where to find me. <laughs> uh, guys, is there anything else that, you, that you'd like to mention for this film? Um, do you have any other words people can follow or anything else um, your followers, you know, you'd like to tell them? Um, well, I guess we should tell them where, where the film is playing. It's playing at the, um, the Quad Theater um, mm-hmm. It's near Union Square on Tuesday, July 1st uh, from 3 to 4.30 is the screening. I believe there will be um, like a Q&A afterwards. And what we're planning to do after, after that is have a wrap event over at MAD46 at the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, that's um, on Madison and I believe 46th Street around 6.30, 7 o'clock. Um, so we would love people to go out and support the film. Come meet us. We'll all be there. Uh, well, except Chandra. Chandra will be in L.A. I'll be, you know, chatting for you, Chandra. Um, but myself, Frank, and Anthony will be there. And, uh, you know, we'd love to, you know, meet other people and, you know, come check out our film. And uh, our, our, our following is, uh, I think it's a Life for Life on Facebook. Um, what's the website, Chandra? The, it's a Life for Life gas movie. Yeah, it's a life for a life, hyphen movie.com, yeah. Okay, perfect. And um, there's the trailers there, so uh, that's where I've seen the trailer, ladies and gents, so check it out. Um, if you're in New York, uh, make sure to go uh, check them out. That, that's lovely. 
Um, you guys are talking about the streets in New York, and I'm like, I've never really been there, but you only know these streets because of the movies and so forth. And yeah, <laughs> so it's all good. Also, like you know, like sometimes um, when people tell me, "Oh, you're from Miami," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, so how's South Beach and is Ocean Drive really how they put it in the movies?" And I'm like, "You know, you know, <laughs> they make it seem like there's all these wonderful girls walking down in bikinis, and half of the time you actually really <laughs> see like old people and like." Oh. You know, Tourist shirts and stuff like that. It's nothing but so. tourists in South Beach. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I uh, I really appreciate your time uh, this afternoon, uh, guys. Uh, Frank, I, I, is there anything that you'd like to mention? Uh, I, I know that a lot of the things were geared more towards the director and the producers, but is there anything you'd like to say? Um, I would like to say uh, cheers to... Uh, Chandra and Rampus and everybody else online and uh, go watch the movie. Okay, cool. Awesome. And and, and thank, thank your mother for supporting you in this career. It's very hard. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> cool. All right, guys, so thank you. I, I totally appreciate it. Good luck uh, this coming uh, July 1st, and um, I wish you much success with this film. Thank you. Thanks, Chasha. Thank you for having us on your show. We appreciate it. Thank you. You take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and goodbye.